Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Question for you as we begin this morning. The question is this. When was the last time you used your voice? I mean, the last time you really used your voice. I don't mean, you know, when you got up early this morning and you had kind of that zombie, you know, awakening until you get that cup of coffee. Ugh. But maybe that's just me. Or maybe, you know, that the last time you really used voice, I'm not talking about, you know, that casual conversation you have with classmates or coworkers or your neighbors. I'm not talking about, the, you know, when you used your voice, if you were watching the Husker football game. Anybody watch the game? Anybody excited that they won? Yeah. yeah! You know, you get excited, right? You know, we talk about things. I'm not talking about using your voice that way. I'm not talking about the times you've used your voice if you are a parent, when you've used that mom voice. Or that dad voice. Or it may be for the husbands, if your wife used the wife voice. You know, I talk about the time you really used your voice. Not the time that you were on social media and you posted something that you were excited about or something you disagreed with. But the time you really used your voice. When was the last time you really used your voice? But just ponder that for a few moments. We're going to explore that as we dig into today's text from Mark's gospel. Before we do that, let's go to our Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of this amazing day, and especially for the gift of your amazing grace and love for us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, bless us as we are gathered here today in the name of your Son, Jesus. Holy Spirit, open our ears and our hearts that your word shapes us. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, as we dig into today's text here in Mark 7, before we really get there, let's kind of get some of the background information, just so you have a little better idea of what's going on. You see, just a little prior to this, a short time before this, Jesus took on the Pharisees. He's done this a number of times before. The Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day. He took on the Pharisees because they had this attitude of exclusiveness, when it came to those who were worthy of God's grace. There was exclusiveness either because of the way people lived or because they didn't follow all of the practices that the Pharisees followed. And sometimes that exclusiveness was because those people were not like us. They are them. And Jesus challenged that thinking, saying that God's grace and love, the grace and love and hope that we have from God is for all people. And shortly after this, Jesus seems to challenge them, not only with his words, but where he journeys next. Because the next place that he goes to is a place where there are are the, you call them impure people. At least that's the way the Jewish people of the day would have thought about these people. To the Gentiles, to the area of Tyre and Sidon. Jesus, in this area, is where he helped a woman's daughter be cured of a demon possession. In the region of Decapolis, this, which means 10 cities, Deca and Annapolis, like you know, Minneapolis, is 10 cities, is in northwest of Israel in what today would be considered the area of Lebanon. This is the same region that he had when he began his ministry, when there was a man who was controlled by so many demons, this legion of demons, and he cast out those demons into the herd of pigs, and the herd of pigs went off the cliff and died and the um, pig herders were very upset, and, you know, Jesus, you know, we don't want you here, leave. But it would appear that this man kept talking and telling others about Jesus. 
Because when Jesus was in the region, people came to him. They knew and had heard what he could do. And so they brought people to him that needed healing, that needed to experience God's grace and God's forgiveness. So here it is. Jesus is in this area of the impure people, uh, those who would have been excluded from God's grace and his love of having any hope from God. And they bring to him this man that cannot hear and they could barely speak. He can't hear. He can mumble out words. And I think it's interesting what Jesus does here. It's interesting to see as Jesus brings healing to this man, how Jesus does this. Because not every healing experience is the same. And this one here, you know, Jesus takes his fingers and he does what with his fingers? Well, you can practice. You can stick them in the ears of the people next to you, right? No, he, he puts his fingers in his ears. And then what does Jesus do after that? He goes, you know, a little spit there and takes the spit on his finger and he does what? He touches the guy's tongue. So go ahead, put your fingers in the ears of the person next to you and then spit and put your, you're looking at me like, no way. I'm not going to do that. And if you did that, I'm not to blame if you get in trouble. But he did that, you know, he, he stuck the fingers in the ears, he touched the guy, he spat, you know, and, and he touched the guy's tongue. And then what does he do after that? He looks up to heaven, he sighs, he takes his deep breath, and he uses his voice. He really uses his voice. And he issues this verbal command. He uses this verbal command in this Aramaic word. Aramaic is kind of a blend of Greek and Hebrew. It had been a language that Jesus spoke in the region where he grew up in. And he says this word, Ephrathah, be opened. Ephrathah, words of grace and hope, of love and forgiveness, of acceptance by the creator of the universe. Acceptance, not because this man had followed all the right religious rules and traditions and practices. Acceptance, not because he was part of a certain, you know, racial or ethnic group. Acceptance because God loves and accepts all of us in his grace and mercy. Each and every one of us, you, me, everyone here in Lincoln and all over the world, the people that we love to hang out with and the people that we don't like to hang out with so much the people that are a lot like us, and the people that are quite different than we are, that God accepts all of them in Jesus. The grace and hope and love. And you know, what are the results of what happens for this man? Well, the results are, are complete and they're instantaneous. His ears are open. His ears are open. His tongue is loosed and he can hear and he can speak. And he starts speaking. He starts using his voice. Even though Jesus tells him and the others around him, you know, don't tell anyone else about this, what do they do? They begin telling everyone what amazing things he could do. In fact, they, they reference really the words of Isaiah the prophet. When Isaiah spoke about the Messiah, it said, he will make the deaf hear and the mute speak. This voice of Jesus a voice of grace and hope. And this is not the only time that Jesus spoke words of grace and hope. He did it often. 
as he dined with sinners and tax collectors, as he healed the blind and, and healed the lame, as he cast out demons and he raised the dead. His words were words of grace and hope, as he showed that God did not exclude anyone from his grace and hope, from his love and his forgiveness. There are several other times where Jesus speaks Aramaic words in Mark's gospel. And one of those times is the moment of grace and hope. It is there at the cross, Jesus is being crucified, that he speaks these Aramaic words. And he says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Those words of grace and hope, because when Jesus feels his father turn away from him, is because he takes the sins of the world upon himself. Your sins and my sins. The times that we have failed to love God with our entire being, with all that we are and all that we have. The times that we have failed to love our neighbors, not just our neighbors next door and behind us and across the street, but our neighbors in this community, our neighbors in this church, our neighbors in this world. We've judged others based upon their ethnicity, based upon their beliefs, when we have failed to see others as those who are loved by the creator of the universe. When we, we have been selfish and hurtful with our words, when we rejected others that God accepts in his grace and love, we have not fully loved God with our entire being and loved our neighbors as ourselves when we have sinned. Jesus speaks those words of grace and hope to us, to you again this day. And he continues to speak those words of grace and hope. In a short bit, we're going to do as part of our tradition, our practices here at Holy Savior, we're going to have that time to confess our sins. And as we confess those sins, that time to reflect, you know, think about those particular sins that we may be aware of that may trouble us. But then we hear those words of grace and hope, your sins are forgiven. And shortly after that, we're going to hear those words, take and eat and take and drink the body and blood of our Savior Jesus broken and shed for you words of grace and hope. And we are called, as God's people, to be that voice of grace and hope with one another. And as we go out and we live in this community, and we live in this world, and we, we don't have to go, like last week, you know, we had Chelsea with us, a little missionary, as I stepped on her foot last week, she came forward, and, um, you know, we don't have to go to the Czech Republic, we don't have to go to Poland, we don't have to go to Latin America or Africa, you know, we can do that right here in our community of Lincoln. We can be the voice of grace and hope, not only through our words, but through our actions, the grace and hope and love that is from our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for you and for me. So a challenge for us as we go into this new week, as we go into this new season, is this. Where and to whom can you speak words of grace and hope this week? Where and to whom can you speak words of grace and hope through your words and through your actions? The same words and the same actions of grace and hope that our Savior continues to speak to you. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing grace and love, for the hope that we have in you. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we are loved. We thank you that we are accepted by you and because of you. 
And Lord, we pray that you send us out into our community this week, that we become your voice of grace and hope into the lives of others. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time.